All right, here we are, episode 35 of the Gontrapin Podcast. We got another amazing episode for you guys. Talking about my favorite subject, <laughs> food. Yeah, today. it's a lot of people's favorite subject. Yes, even <laughs> vegetarians, right? Yes, even yeah. us. Yeah, We enjoy food, food too. Food is delicious <laughs> and wonderful. So uh, check out uh, our interview today, it's awesome. Um, but before we get too far, we've got to talk about our sponsor for today's show. Yeah. The Ninth Project, uh, ninthproject.com, that's N-I-N-T-H. P-R-O-J-E-C-T dot com. Um, the Ninth Project uh, has apparel mm-hmm. uh, for outdoor enthusiasts. Yeah. Um, you save 15% off using Gone Trippin' Podcast, all lowercase. Yep, all one word, no spaces. Uh, for your code at checkout. So save 15%, visit ninthproject.com, and check out all the cool gear they have. I actually, yeah. uh, if you checked out our Instagram this last weekend, yeah. uh, I was sporting a... Uh, yeah. A ninth project shirt looks comfy for too. my f- for my family camping trip. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, super comfy. When you're out in the wilderness, you want well made stuff that's made for the environment you're in. Yeah, so definitely consider if you're going hiking or doing anything outdoors or just trying to stay more comfortable indoors. Well, it, they're they're nice shirts, or if you're walking around town and that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like you know, we went camping, um, and uh, our eight year old, you know, I'm still teaching them some stuff and. She was out playing with some friends and uh, got muddy. Oh. And so she's like, I got mud all over me. So we went and washed her arms off and stuff. She's like, is it going to stain my clothes? And, you know, that's where I was like, well, that's why we have camping clothes and we have <laughs> clothes that we wear to right. school. Right. And that's really what you should have. So, um, you know, by investing in some nice, good quality clothes, right. uh, like the Ninth Project has, um, you can use those for all your outdoor adventure trips. Uh, road trips, all that kind of stuff, and uh, you know they're meant to be used that way. Right. So instead of getting muddy and shivering your butt off, hit up the ninth project dot com and use the promo code Gone Trip and Podcast. All, all lowercase. Yeah, all one word. Fifteen percent off. I am gone tripping. All right. Here we are for a wonderful interview today about my favorite topic. <laughs> it's such a general topic, too. Yeah, welcome to the Gone Trippin' Podcast. Yes, your podcast for all things travel. And with us today, we have Chef Chris Clark from the Something About Food Podcast. Food. Hey, Chris, Yay. how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Now I'm going to get hungry that we're talking about food. Yeah, right? I know, right? Well, and it's I just about lunchtime got, here. Yeah, <laughs> I made sure I got lunch before that. This is like going to the grocery store. You yeah. Know, you don't want to go hungry. <laughs> well, and yeah. you know, we're getting ready to talk about food here, but we can't get too far because oh, without yeah. f- with food, you got to have your drink. Right. And it's that time. So drink of the day. Bam, bam, bam. So today we got our drink of the day. It's uh, from Excel Bottling. Um, it's apple pie. Uh, and good old that's American not like apple the pie. flavor or anything. That's like literally the name. Well, it is the flavor. <laughs> I'm sure it's the flavor yeah. as well. But <laughs> yes, it's apple pie soda. I didn't want people to think that it was just like, just like Fanta yeah. came out with apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day. Yeah, I would not drink that. Um, I'm willing to try this though. The funny thing is, I, I actually found that there's quite a few different apple pie sodas out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Weird. And yeah, I was like, what? That's weird. Like it's a weird flavor to say. Let's make apple pie. But uh, this is from Excel Bottling, and uh, interesting thing about Excel Bottling, they started in um, Chicago or uh, in Illinois. Okay. Um, and uh, they uh, in Breeze, Illinois, and uh, it's kind of interesting story behind it. So mm-hmm. Edward Lefty Meyer was catching a bank. <laughs> he caught a bank robber, <laughs> and the bank gave him, and he went by Lefty. The bank gave Lefty uh, a reward 
for catching this bank robber. Uh-huh. And uh, so he turned around and took that reward money and bought a bottling machine, <laughs> a used bottle, a used bottling machine. And right. his wife started bottling sodas in her grandmother's house. Um, and they, that house has turned into this like huge bottling and brewing uh, company. Right. And um, their famous soda, like the one that everybody uh, knows about in the Illinois area is called Ski Soda, S-K-I, Ski uh-huh. Soda. And um, which we'll have to have it for a future future yeah, drink. Today. Yeah, we have to take that one. Out. I want to know what the flavor of that one is. I, yeah. I know, right? So the uh, the they they uh, still bottle to this day. Um, he died in uh, 1996, um, and his wife uh, Catherine she did the books until the age of 97. <laughs> So don't tell the IRS, um, but, uh, but yeah, and then she, uh, she passed away at age 99, but it's a third generation family that still runs this, uh, bottling service. And they also are one of the, uh, they're the only one left in Illinois and one of the few left in the country that you can actually return your bottles and they'll get rebottled with soda, which right. is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I can see that being used in a float. Yes. With- with vanilla ice cream or cinnamon oh, ice cream. Oh, that's a good point. So let's do our... Yeah. Uh, uh, and I just yet. wanted to uh, say... Uh, oh, yeah. Sound bite. Nice. <laughs> there we go. Um, the ski uh, is made with real lemon. So it's a, like a Sprite. Like a squirt. Kinda, yeah, squirt, yeah. squirt kind of thing. Yeah, which so, is grapefruit, but yeah. That was going to be my mm-hmm. guess, but I'm glad I looked it up. Oh, my goodness. Yeah? That tastes like apple pie. <laughs> oh, wow. It really does. <laughs> That it really who does. Is the wow. one, who is the one that did the the Thanksgiving flavors? Oh, I remember that. I was it Jones Soda? Yes, Jones. Yes. They did like the gravy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think so. <laughs> That's okay. disgusting. I mean, I love gravy. Don't get me started, but it's not well, the soda one. So we went down to a, a little pop shop uh, in Frederick, Maryland, about thirty minutes from here, and uh, it's called the Pop Shop, and they have just wall to wall sodas and drinks, and mm-hmm. um, there was a bacon flavored soda. Um, there was, uh, some like barf flavored and like stinky ones. And oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm glad I didn't have my kids with me. Cause they're like, I want that one. <laughs> um, it's like the jelly bean. Yeah, exactly. Right, the jelly exactly. Bean That's game. what I thought of. Exactly. Um, and, f- and for the record, this is a extremely cinnamony taste. So I think you were oh. dead on with, uh, your combination for a float. I well, think it would make yes. a great float. I, I think I taste the Alamode. I think I taste and that I would even, in there. I would even drop maybe some graham cracker into mm. the, the float to give you that crust. Yeah, oh, seriously. Oh, man. Look at this. See, if you do the float <laughs> right, too, it's almost more of like when I do my root beer floats, I do a little bit of root beer to the ice cream ratio, so it's not a lot of root beer to ice cream. Right. And then I mix it up into a, like a little milkshake, and it, you throw some graham cracker in that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I like a good this. start. This yeah, is this good. is... um. And I'm usually not a big fan of like turning like something else into a flavor like bacon obviously would be weird for me. But yeah. <laughs> like other just like random like, oh, yeah, we decided to, you know, uh, lawnmower grass smell. We made that into a soda. Like, that's weird. Yeah. Um, but this well, is that's like, what wheatgrass is. Yeah. Right? yeah that's Anytime good you get wheatgrass in your smoothie, you're eating basically lawn clippings. I mean, they're very healthy lawn clippings, but they right, still taste Right, right. I mean, the things we do for our health <laughs> and the things we don't do uh, as I drink this apple pie soda. Yeah. Um, but it, it, this is the most pleasant version of something like a drink tasting that, like a food that you were, weren't expecting yeah. yeah i was kind of expecting it to be like ground up 
like Apple I, Pie. I didn't know what to. I didn't know what to expect. I was thinking maybe like the Apple, like it would be all Apple. Yeah, and they're like Apple Pie, but then you don't taste any of the pie. But it's all aspect. cinnamon and definitely the vanilla. I think yeah, there's I some think, vanilla I think you get there. the a la mode in there for sure. Oh, uh, it has nice. it on. It has it on the picture. So, yeah, <laughs> and and definitely is Granny Smith apples. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, so go out. Uh, like I said, uh, you can go online, get the uh, check out Excel, and see where you can pick up your sodas at your nearest uh, soda joint. Yes, in your town. So, but uh, yeah. So, Chris, you have a podcast about food. Yes, which is an awesome, awesome subject. Um, and one of the reasons we want to have you on because you also talk about travel, like food with your travel, and yeah. that is one of the you know pillars of a road trip is food. Yep. Um, Absolutely. So first off, let's talk about your food when you go on a road trip. Yeah. What 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 do you what yeah I mean? Yeah. What are you keeping your eyes peeled for on the and, side? And I and I realize I just asked that, but first thing we're gonna I, I got to attack something so I know that my questions are going in the right direction. Oh. Um, so you have on on your site you talk about how you're a part time vegan or uh, mostly vegan. Mo- mostly vegan. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly vegan. So. What does that What does that mean as being uh, mostly vegan? So I have high cholesterol. Okay. When I eat a vegan diet, I am able to control my cholesterol. Gotcha. But I have a problem with pastries. I just want them in my face. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, and then I'm also not um, a, a, a revolutionary vegan. You know, like yeah. everyone has to eat vegan. It's more. You know, I'm doing it for me. So if I'm at somebody's place or if a restaurant accidentally puts cheese in something, I'm not going to go crazy about it. So, you know, if that happens, I'm eating it, you know, especially if I haven't mentioned, hey, please, no cheese in that. Yeah. So that's why I say mostly vegan. Okay. cool, cool. I would. Yeah, I I would say um, on that spectrum as well, I generally avoid like dairy and cheese and stuff but it's it's too prevalent and uh my girlfriend likes it too much for me to take it out of all the food that i make (laughs) well when i'm traveling i've actually found um google maps is a big part of my life like if you look at my google map of just the united states not even including the world which i did in my around the world journey which we can talk about in a little bit there's all these stars of all these places i've found and green flags are all these places i found that i want to get to uh and i search and then even when i can't find a place i can still eat vegan or mostly vegan at a steak steakhouse oh yeah it's just by chatting with your server and uh, asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and one of the things too, like we were talking uh, in episode eight, we had um, Ray's Tavern mm-hmm. in uh, Southern Utah on seventy. Have you been there? No. Okay. <laughs> it's 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 not too far if you're in Boulder. Just take down seventy for a couple hours. You'll hit Ray's Tavern in Green River. Utah. Um, you can always tell the people who were born in the West. Yeah, a couple hours is a quick drive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's a like, straight. What are you talking about? It's a straight shot. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a whole weekend. <laughs> but uh, be there in a minute. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But yeah, and 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 we talked about because you know Cameron's a vegetarian, and you know she uh, these smaller restaurants in these smaller towns, you know they're there to please, they're there to help, and so yeah. you know she said you know multiple times they've just gone across to the grocery store and made a vegetarian meal 
for somebody or uh, you know mac and cheese for a kid. It's not yeah. on their menu, but you know you got a four year old go and grab some craft at the <laughs> grocery store. <laughs> exactly, and put together. Oh, she said they made it from scratch though. Oh, so, okay. Well, yeah, good on them. <laughs> That's when you know you have oh. a good chef in the restaurant. <laughs> I I was at a place in uh, Minnesota just recently on a road trip. I was doing this kind of camping trip through some of the states I hadn't been in. And I'm in Minnesota, south of Minneapolis, and I had to do laundry. And right in the same parking lot with a laundromat was just your regular restaurant. You know, I went in and they had a buffet, and it was like <laughs> uh, beef stroganoff and chicken Alfredo home, on home, the buffet. Home good, good home food. And they also had a menu. And as I'm reading the menu, they have a build-your-own salad. <laughs> The protein was either chicken or beef, but then I also noticed they had a veggie burger. So I asked the waitress, can I build my own salad and put that veggie burger patty on top? She's like, no one's ever asked that. Let me go see. And she comes back, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's all about it's, asking. And it, just, right. You know, that's a great idea. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's, that, that's, that's fantastic. Super funny. I got to start doing that stuff more often, like picking one and adding it to the other <laughs> as long as it's on the menu they right. probably won't have a problem right it. and the guy's like wait i don't have to not, cut up a bunch I mean, of chicken I, I love the folks that said that you said would go across the street and buy stuff but if they already have it on the menu oh yeah why right. not they don't exactly keep the chicken off add the burger that kind of it, thing. unless we found you found unless you go to some chain restaurants oh yeah uh he got yeah. turned down They're like oh yeah. everything's pre-packaged we can't do it in and he's like yeah, yeah but it's just yeah. a salad so can, <laughs> can <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like uh, I think it was Red Lobster. And it was yeah, like, uh, like yeah, Red Lobster is a tough one. Yeah. I mean, they got cheese biscuits, which are ridiculously good. For so good, cracking them, but still, yes, they're so good. <laughs> exactly. But uh, uh, I've really been heartened to see that a lot of chain restaurants are starting to add vegan stuff. I mean, White Castle. Oh, they yeah. have a, a vegan um, little burger now. Yeah. Oh, wow. And Del Taco is using Beyond Meat crumbles for oh. tacos. <laughs> I love that. I you know. Del Taco? Amazing. Yeah. Del Taco is awesome. I had, uh, I had Del Taco before I was vegetarian. Okay. Actually. No, the, the, the I've chick- never had Del Taco, but living in Colorado for the past 20 years, all these little taco joints around here. Oh, yeah. What's the really big... I'm not going to Taco Bell or Del Taco. <laughs> What's the big taco place in New York? It's um Mighty Taco, I think. Oh, in Buffalo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I used to love their uh, commercials. Mighty yes. Taco, Mighty. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, drank, I drank a lot in college, and I ate a lot of Mighty Taco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mighty Taco is amazing. Mighty Taco blows Taco Bell out of the water. What's so? I, I, we had a friend that uh, came over from China, and mm-hmm. he came up here uh, from Georgia after he graduated college. He was here for college, came up here, and he decided one weekend he's going to drive up to like see Niagara Falls and all that kind of stuff. Right. And he uh, he's like, yeah. So he actually had issues with the border because he went to go. He was trying to find. He's like, I'm in Buffalo. I got to get chicken wings. <laughs> and so he was looking for a chicken wings restaurant and he ended up in Canada and <laughs> had trouble getting back in. Um, yeah. what, what's the wing place in Buffalo? Like it's that's right, home, so right? Yeah. There's a place where they were invented. Yes. Which is Anchor Bar. Yep. But it's very touristy. Yeah. And then there's the place that I always say is the best and that's Duff's. D-U-F-F. D-U-F-F apostrophe S. Okay. Duff's. And then there's also uh, Gabriel's Gate, 
is another good one. Gabriel's Gate. Because in Allentown. I was actually just in Buffalo like oh. a week ago. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's all right here in my brain. Yeah. Well, have you ever been to Maryland? Uh, to Hagerstown, Maryland, actually, to be exact. No. Okay. Well, if you ever make it over this way, um, y- and you you can attest to this, yes. there's a barbecue joint here in town, um, and they have the best vegan wings. That's true. According to everybody Are I've talked to. Are you using seitan? I'm sorry, what? Are they using seitan for their vegan I wings? I don't know, actually. And I, I am trying, every time I go there, I'm trying to narrow what they're using, because for a long time, I thought they were using gardenia. But Gardein, the, yeah. yeah. Oh, Gardein. I always add an extra A at the end. <laughs> yeah. um, Gardein. Um, but I don't think so because either they're cooking it in a very specific way, but the, the whenever I make the Gardein, the skin is falling off and theirs is like attached. So it's something else. I don't know what it is. That or they just know how to do it right. Yeah, they, they might know how to do it right and I don't. <laughs> Smoke but. it nice and low. and then <laughs> I'm going to need you to send me the name of this joint because that's got to go on the list. Yes. Yes, yeah. you will. Go um, ahead and throw them a shout out. Um, oh my god! Oh, Hempen Hill. That's right. Yeah, Hempen Hill Barbecue. I kept trying to say Hillside, and I was like, I know it's not Hillside. That's funny. The reason I threw it over to you is because yeah. I was having. <laughs> we were just both having a brain fart. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the, and that's the thing. A lot of places now are realizing, even if they are a um, barbecue joint, if they just add a one or two vegetarian or vegan menu items, right. They're going to get more people coming in. Right. Oh yeah, and it uh it, it inspired me to to make my own at home um with uh right. um Morningstar uh buffalo wings yeah um which are now vegan yeah um I I use that um barbecue sauce a little bit of sriracha garlic and pepper and that's like it that's all you need and yeah. there you go you got yourself some wings that well, are vegetarian I don't mean to abruptly change the subject oh, but no, by all means so we go everywhere Chris uh, in our in our podcast <laughs> and we always end up back to the original just so like original, travel yes exactly just original like spot <laughs> so what is your go-to road trip snacks is your driving oh good question oh well back in the day before I was a mediator I had to have slim gyms I just was a huge fan of the slim gym. really slim wow. gyms oh. I'm always Only amazed. For road trips. I never wanted them any other time. <laughs> I'm always amazed when like people because everybody people are either slim gym eaters or they're not slim gym mm. eaters, and it's always funny to me. But then like every once in a while, I'll be with somebody and they'll be like. I got Slim Jims and I'm like, I don't have anything else to eat. Fine. I'll have one. I only eat like four or five. And it's like, yeah. I know it's, it's like, this is cannot be real meat, but <laughs> there's, there's some kind of meat substance in there. Yeah. But it ain't vegan. So yeah. I know it's not, you know. But, but nowadays I've actually found some uh, vegan jerky. I like, and I cannot for the life of me remember the name of it, Ooh. but um, I yeah, like some vegan jerky. I usually have some fruit with me, like an apple, um, if I know I'm going to be stopping as I'm driving, I'll bring some almond butter and just scoop it out of the jar and have that with my apple. Oh, nice. Cause you know, I'm trying to eat healthy. And yeah. so that's, that's what I'll have in the car with me or maybe some nuts, you know, some mixed nuts. Mm. But, um, and also <laughs> I'm one of those people that usually spills all over myself. Right. So oh. if I'm eating popcorn or chips, it's getting on me and I'm trying not to do that in the car. Because you know how bad, especially when you're driving for like six hours a yeah. day. Right. Yeah. Oh, I don't, man, it, I don't want to be in that filth. <laughs> I know. And it's always the worst when you like finally get up out of the seat and you like look down at the seat and it's just yeah. this like travesty and you're like, what am I? I'm some kind of animal. <laughs> well, so and the funny part is, so one I could say, probably say that Beef jerky or jerky in general, I think, is a staple. Yeah, and and I am a 
jerky snob. Yeah, he's quite like, the jerk. I, I love jerky. <laughs> I am the jerk. <laughs> I love jerky. Uh, and and um, and so I'm always like, if I see a jerky and I've never seen the label before, I end up getting it so I can try it. Yeah. And yeah. and the th- I say I'm a jerky snob, but it's more like I love all jerky except if you're really bad. I'm like never again you know like <laughs> right. Right. um but uh but the my other go-to is sunflower seeds and uh Classic. you know when I, I was a single driver for a long time so um those can be pretty messy too though the, the, that part, whole, that's yeah. that's when she's bringing up the, but if you the messy have part shell you can get them shell yeah well see the one thing that keeps me awake when driving is actually having to sh- like think about shelling it it doesn't take a lot of thinking right but enough to keep my brain going and so if I'm ever driving by myself or I know like the people in the car are going to go to sleep yeah. for the next four hours, um, I always have a bag of sunflower seeds and a Gatorade. And I usually suck down the Gatorade and then turn it into my spitter. <laughs> and I do a pretty good job of, you know, getting them in there, filling up and everything. Right. But it, and it's funny, like, I think I'm doing a good job. And then, man, after like a long road trip, you get out the gas station and they're like, in the little crevice of your yeah. seat, oh, they're all man. over the floor. In the car, or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And you have to get back in. The the yeah. worst is when you forget that you set it between your legs, and you go to get out of the car, <laughs> and it spills out onto the floor. Yeah. You're yep. like, oh man. I'd be, I'd be more concerned that I'd mess up the order, and after spitting into it, then I'd take a drink. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was I was wondering about that. I mean, you're you've got all that salt in your mouth. You yeah. still need a beverage. Yeah. Right. So I usually I usually will have a, a, a fountain drink. Oh, okay. That That's I. Yeah, so I'll have my Gatorade, so I get my bo- my bottle, right. and then I'll have a fountain drink. And that's a different like like operation for your mouth to perform. So at least that helps you keep it separate. Well, you know? and like, and your fountain oh. drink, like there is science to this, you guys. Your your fountain drink has to be like something that is going to repair your mouth because <laughs> with, you know, with the chemical. That are within your fountain drink. Well, well, like you got the you got the salty, you get salty, uh, which all of them are salty. But then I like to do flavored seeds. So I'll do like the cracked pepper from Spitz. Um, Mm -hmm. They came out with uh, uh, two new flavors a couple years ago that are awesome. Um, One's like a a sweet. uh, Oh gosh, it's the purple one. Um, It's a it's a sweet. Oh, and what's the purple spicy. Doritos? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, sweet and spicy. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Sweet and spicy. And then the other one they came out with is caramel. Um, and the caramel, <laughs> caramel ones, you don't need anything because it's got enough sweetness that it doesn't yeah, yeah. doesn't chew up your mouth. But the the sweet the sweet and spicy ones, um, it's got that heat in there. And after a bag of those, your mouth is just getting raw. So I always do like a either like the fountain drink. I'll get like a uh, a lot of them have like the the Sobe Life Water. Oh sure, sure. Uh, sure. Yumberry, and <laughs> and so I'll get that, and then I'll water it down. So it's that's got yeah, it down a little to the science. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I figured out my jerky. I, I found it. it's the Louisville Louisville vegan jerky. Louisville vegan jerky. I'm going to have to try that out. Yeah, I really liked it. It's got great texture, and I've had people who who are meat eaters try it too and they quite like it that's the thing that always like gets people they're like oh i could never be vegetarian i could never be vegan <laughs> and then i'm like okay well try one dinner just have yeah. dinner with me one time and then they have it once See, for like, me okay, it, well maybe for me it's like i just don't want to be <laughs> so like, yeah and that i understand <laughs> i, yeah, I, I understand. totally get that yeah but, but my i remember i cooked a meal one time uh, i was in california visiting some family 
And one of my cousins was uh, vegetarian and nobody else was. And there were about six or seven of us. So I made a totally vegan meal. And my mother back east at the time was worried. She's like, but but no one else is vegetarian or vegan. Right. Like, and I'm like, no one's going to die from eating all these vegetables. <laughs> right. Like somehow you have to have meat every meal. <laughs> See, well, and that, my wife gives me a hard time about that because I'm like, where's my protein? And and it, you don't have to have it every time. Oh, no, for me, like I love guys. I love food. Like and and I'm not even joking. Uh, my neighbor across the street. You know, we've been in for a little while. Uh, we got to know her. Oh, probably in the last three to four months, we've got to know her pretty well. And so, um, she uh, loves to cook. I mean, she cooks all day. Uh, she's retired, so she is just literally canning, bottling, doing everything. Um, and. And so she'll always text me like, hey, um, I'm bringing you over dinner tonight. I made pad thai and eggplant parmesan because she had all this food and she's like, I need to use it. I'm like, right. those are, sounds great to me. Like, oh, <laughs> those sounds great. And um, I'm hoping two different containers. But. Yeah, two different containers. It wasn't a, a, a fusion <laughs> going on there. Uh, Chris can probably try that later on for a fusion <laughs> project. But, uh, but they were both really delicious. And, um, and, and then she keeps texting me and the other, just the other day she was texting me back and forth cause she got a Traeger grill. I'm not sure if you're familiar with those, uh, wood pellet grills. And, um, cause I have one and she was asking me about it and she next day found one, um, and, <laughs> and bought it. And, and so we were, we were talking back and forth about it and she's like, I'm making these soups and a corn chicken soup, which was fantastic. And then a, uh, beef stew. And she's like, do you like Brussels sprouts? Cause I'm going to put Brussels sprouts in the beef stew. And I was like, Oh, I love Brussels sprouts. And yeah. she, she's always asking like, do your kids like it? I'm like, I said, my kids are picky. My wife's a little picky. And I said, I'll eat anything. Yeah. And she's like, you are the best neighbor ever. <laughs> and, and she goes, you really will eat anything. Yes. So, um, <laughs> Ren has the pickiness of a yeah, garbage disposal. Exactly. So, <laughs> so, but my point what I'm saying is I love food. And so for me, it's like, I want it all. I want all the flavors. I want, I love every vegetable there is. Um, you know, I, I give Cameron a hard time about being a picky vegetarian. He calls me a picky vegetarian. It's like probably five vegetables that I don't like. <laughs> but and it's like, mostly consistency problems. But they're like the five I best ones. I don't like ones. squash, so I'm right there Thank with you. you. I don't like squash. They're like the five best ones, though. Squ- squash. Ugh. Zucchini. Zucchini and squash Cuc- have the same problem. Cucumber. They're all in the same family. <laughs> oh, yeah. goodness. Like anything in the gourd oh, family, except for chayote, squash, and cucumber. And I've gotten into eggplant because of baba ganache. You I guys, love eggplant. You guys just almost got me to walk off my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I have a question for you, Ren. Yes. So, you you're, you know, you said how you're always like, oh, where's the protein? Where's the protein? Yeah. But if you were to sit down, let's say, at a table and put down in front of you with baba ganache was a full madamas, which is a bean dish from the Middle East, warm pita bread, a salad of cucumbers and tomatoes, some falafel, uh, muhammada, which is a roasted red pepper and walnut spread, tum, which is a garlic, uh, raw garlic spread. Would you go, where's the protein, or would you just dive in? Well, that's the thing. I will dive in on everything, but I'll also be like, where's my protein? Cause so we actually go to a place here in Hagerstown. It's crazy. It's we, go, we go to a place here in Hagerstown. Uh, it's an Indian joint called mango grill. Oh, place is and great. It's, they have the best lunch buffet ever. 
And I love, a, I love an Indian buffet. I know. It, it, oh. and, it, and it was my first time doing Indian food. And this guy, the guy who runs the restaurant, um, the he used to, ships. yeah, he used to work on cruise ships. So oh, yeah. this guy is like a Johnny on the spot with that food. I mean, it, it, when it comes out, it's coming out. And the whole that's got to be warm. Yes, oh, yeah, and it's amazing. Oh, want it. And yeah. and he yeah. does some amazing fusions with like yeah. Japanese and Chinese. Yeah, he he did like fusions. a sweet and sour um, chicken. Uh, it was like the, the uh, masal. The yeah, masal. Yeah, chicken masal, uh, sweet and sour. Sweet and it was sour. Crazy. It was insane. So good. But but, but yeah, I dig so into were, I dig into those like crazy, like you said, and I eat non like crazy. So it's not that I, I guess it's not that I. I'm like, where's the protein? It's like, I want my protein too. Like, it's the one thing that's missing. And I grew up eating so much protein. It's like, I don't know, I'm a bigger guy. So I think. <laughs> but here's the thing. Yeah. You're used to meat protein. Yeah, yeah there's bean protein. Yeah, because right. bean protein is just as good. You just got to. It's not that you're not getting the protein. You're not getting the protein away that you are used to. Right. So. I, it's just a matter of rephrasing it for yeah. yourself. Yeah, where's my meat is what I really should be saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the other thing you can say is I don't need the meat. So yeah. <laughs> do you know the restaurant Noma? Noma. It's one of the world's uh, top restaurants in Copenhagen or oh. in, yeah, or outside of Copenhagen. They do a lot of foraging there. The chef from that uh, restaurant came to New York at one time and uh, a New Yorker uh, food writer uh, hung out with him for a day. And they went to the farmer's market, bought a bunch of stuff, got back to the writer's house to cook it up. And the writer's like, but where's our, our meat protein? You know, where's the center of our plate? And the, the chef from Noma, who does work with meat, just looked at him and went, why do we need that? We have all these vegetables. We're going to make this amazing meal with like 10 different vegetable dishes. Why do we need more? Right. And it's a hard concept for Americans because we're used to meat. Yes. Starch. Vegetable, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Definitely are. Don't get me wrong. I mean, back in the day when I was a meat eater, I was like, these vegetarians, vegans, they're crazy. You know? <laughs> but now I can see there's just, you open the world up when you start to look into these different proteins, the beans. When I traveled around the world, beans were in almost every country. From soybean tofu things in tempeh to lentils and garbanzo beans and kidney beans and black beans. And they are a protein source that's underutilized in this country, but the world uses because meat's so expensive in other places. Right. Mm. Well, and, that, and that's the thing, like, is the, like, I everybody's always like, you know, well, beans protein. Like, I know beans are protein, but <laughs> I love chili beans, like, I'm from the West. We put beans in our chili. Uh, Blasphemy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's not from Texas. No. <laughs> but like a little bit of ground beef or uh, chicken or pork in the chili, just I don't know what it, it's probably because of how much of a fan I am of meat. Like, well, I put like Beyond Meat. <laughs> I put Beyond Meat in my chili as well. Like, you need like, yeah, like that texture. Yeah, you need the texture. Absolutely. Otherwise, it's a soup. Yeah. And for the record, I'm totally loving having like an ally I know. on the I know. podcast for one. I'm not, right here with you, buddy. I'm not saying I'm not saying you're like what you do what you do. Oh, but I know. like I know. If but you're coming I'm to... never gonna tell anybody <laughs> right. not to eat meat. Right. I am gonna suggest that they eat more vegetables. Well, and that's because I'm, I don't think we do as Americans either. Right. And actually, uh do you know uh where that really that big change happened um in American diets? It's a weird it was 
the way. It was after one of the wars. I want to say World War II. Yeah, it was a uh, Great Depression, right? Uh, so um, right going into the World War II and continuing after World War II, um, because of uh, just nobody having any money whatsoever, people like were not buying meat, and meat was really expensive, just like it is in other countries. Um, but... Uh, fishermen started to try to supplement their income by selling anchovies, which had previously not been sold at all. They would just throw them away. It was trash. So they started selling it to chicken um, farmers to feed the chicken. And so chicken prices were able to go down a lot because now they were buying this like basically crap fish and feeding it to the chicken. So chicken became really cheap. And so now it was cheaper than the vegetables and the starch. So you put it in the center of the plate and you got, you know, your, your kids are eating. Yeah. So like, that's kind of where like this, like meat centerpiece of the meal thing came from. It's very strange. Yeah. Well, there was also this huge subsidy to, um, uh, meat ranchers and things like that. Sure, beef ranchers right. And the pork producers that, that the government gave them, during the depression and everything to sustain them. And so they really had money to start pushing, Hey, meat makes you strong. Meat makes you this. <laughs> and I'm not saying it doesn't, but it became more of a center of a plate. Mm-hmm. We used to eat much more vegetables and a much more larger variety of vegetables before uh, the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, heirloom tomatoes, everybody goes crazy for heirloom tomatoes. <laughs> Heirloom tomatoes back then were just tomatoes. That's the right. way they grew. They were right. all these different varieties. <laughs> and then tomatoes got made into this thing that could travel for a very long distance and hold for a very long time and had very little flavor. And that's what you get when you go to the grocery store. Yeah. Well, that's where... Uh, so gardening is big in my family. My dad my dad had like three different gardens on the property on his acre uh, in town. The Gardner Gardens. Uh, yes. Well, and, and uh, so he's a chemistry teacher. Uh, he had, you know, the one gift he's ever bought himself was like this 12 by nine, uh, uh greenhouse. Imagine, um, imagine breaking bad, but it's called breaking good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he starts, he starts his, uh, his planting in, uh, January, yeah. uh, in my old bedroom, uh, with neon lights and it looks like he's growing, uh, marijuana up in his, <laughs> up in the top of his house. Uh, and got this green light flashing out the window, but he does like 500 plus tomato plants. Uh, uh, he starts his peppers then. Um, but we, we always had a, you know, he had eight kids and he was a school teacher. So he had, we had to grow everything, can it, you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And I'm one of six. Mom was a school teacher. You and me are yeah, oh, on the same oh, There wow. you go. Like there this. you go. So, so we, we had to eat a lot of vegetables. So vegetables, there are those meat eaters. Like I don't eat vegetables. I only eat meat. I'm saying I love everything. So I eat, <laughs> I have a plate just for meat, a plate or two just for vegetables and uh and then i'm from idaho so i gotta have a big old plate of potatoes so i'm irish so i'm all about a potato yeah exactly I mean, yeah. and right? i'm half italian so i'm also about oh my God. pasta <laughs> i'm uh i'm half irish half italian as well <laughs> from you new york one of the things that cracks me up is when people say oh you're vegan so you don't eat bread like, <laughs> no no i eat all the gluten yeah. <laughs> you're right uh, <laughs> those are my favorite questions and uh, actually it's like kind of like an inside joke in our little friend group uh is like people will now like knowing that it's like it kind of gets under my skin is they'll like come up to me and be like hey can you uh can you eat pickles you know they just come up with like a <laughs> yeah. random food and yeah. ask me yeah. and look like, legitimately it's happened where you've seen it uh, yeah a co-worker came up to us and said uh as he's hey. eating this beef ravioli yeah. out of he's chef boyardee like, can hey can yeah, you eat yeah. uh chef boyardee and i was like well, I don't know. I he actually kind of, said this yeah. beef ravioli. Yeah, from and then Chef he was Bacardi. like, and then he clarified. He's like, well, this is beef, and I was like, well, then probably not. He like, he was like, I don't know if it's real beef, beef though. Well, what you should clarify for him is, I could eat it. 
but a dog. Right. And that's the other thing is like, that's the, that's the actual always, pet peeve. I wrote an article a little while back on my blog where I said, I'm not being vegan at you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. People take it as a personal affront. I honestly celebrate food in every form. I have no problem cooking meat. I just personally don't eat it because of my cholesterol. And I do think more people need to eat more vegetables. And I, I love turning people on to things that they hadn't tried before, like more beans at, a, yeah. at an Indian place or whatever. So that's where I go with it. Yeah. It's not never eat meat again. It's more like, hey, right. try this thing. It's really good. Well, and, and not to shift gears a little bit, but I'm curious, um, you've done a lot of traveling. Yes. You, you're a chef, so yes. you automatically have a different perspective on food and different things um, than you know somebody like me who just will eat anything. Um, but what, what, uh, what are some of your favorite, well, one, where have you traveled in the United States? Um, what states have you been to and what are some of your favorite, uh, hole in the wall places that you're like, you know what, if you are driving through the middle of Iowa, you got to stop here. Um, and what what are your, some of your favorite spots? So it's easier to tell you the states I I haven't haven't been to. Okay. I haven't been to Hawaii, Alaska, Maine. Oklahoma, Alabama, Mississippi, and Arkansas. I hear Arkansas, you're not missing much. But <laughs> you know what? There's probably some good food down yeah, there. Yeah, there probably is. Right. Too. They're hiding so it. So one of my favorite hole-in-the-wall places, I was driving down through New Mexico. By the way, if you've never been to Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, you have to go because the name itself is That fantastic. is so cool. And it's just a little north of Hatch, and there's some hot springs there. But as I kept going, I was heading toward Arizona. And uh, before you get to Arizona, there's a town called Deming, New Mexico. And there's a barbecue joint there called Elisa's House of Pies and Restaurant. Mm. Yeah. It's down an alley. It's this little tiny place. And she and her husband run it. Like to go to the bathroom, you got to go out of the building into another building. You know, that kind of joint. <laughs> She's got awesome. a... a, a a whiteboard to list her pies on and there's so many pies that she makes she had to add another little board to the bottom to keep (laughs) the list going but she actually has a vegetarian section of her menu like beans and collard greens and cabbage cornbread um there are a couple other things and other than the cornbread i think everything i have is actually vegan but i had to have the cornbread because again it's it's cornbread it's exactly it's cornbread yeah um but it was just so amazing to find this place in the middle of southern new mexico like who would have thought that there would actually be a vegetarian section on a menu at a barbecue joint (laughs) i know i love i love seeing that kind of stuff yeah it's very inclusive the other thing is um one of my other favorite places that I just went to, it's not exactly a hole in the wall. It's very well known in the veggie community, but not so much outside, but it might blow everyone's mind. The omnivores. <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska has a vegan restaurant called Modern Love. And the woman who runs it, her name is Isa Chandra Moskowitz, and she's pretty well known in the, the veggie community because she wrote cookbooks. Uh, Moder- uh, Post Punk Kitchen was her, her brand. And the food is absolutely phenomenal. And it's in Omaha, Nebraska. Just, you're not going to expect, Portland, sure. Sure. Boulder, 
Absolutely. <laughs> Omaha? Vegan restaurant? Yeah. I believe they call Omaha the jewel of the Midwest, just right. for the record. But <laughs> I quite liked Omaha. I yes. Was, I was kind of blown away. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect a vegan restaurant. <laughs> exactly. Now, hold on. Let me pull up my map here because, again, yeah. I've got all my things on here from my travels. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I went through Minnesota. Oh, Fargo. When I was in Fargo, Everest Tika House, which Indian buffet, a kind of Nepalese Indian, oh, okay. but they have vegan stuff on the menu and, and on the buffet. And all of the signs will tell you if it has dairy or no dairy, if it's veggie, if it has meat. And that's fantastic. And usually I find if I'm in a town that has uh, a university, you'll find more veggie vegan options. Sure. Yeah, that's very true. Because that's usually when kids are starting to think differently about food and making their own decisions. Plus, you've got a lot of uh, students coming in from other countries who may eat veggie or vegan. Yeah. Right. And uh, we have a friend uh, who eats halal. So well, we yeah. found uh, we find a lot of times that he's getting the same thing I am because he's he's vegetarian for all intents and purposes in right, most right. American yeah. you know, stores. <laughs> it kind of evens out. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. So uh, I, I that's I why we love Mango Grill so much because we can all go. Yeah. We all eat differently, and they serve and halal. Yeah, but they have yeah. they have that same thing where you know they have their uh, their end of the section of the buffet. Oh no, is is now, vegetarian? Now or vegan, my my one complaint, vegan. of course, is they have zero signage right now. So the the, yeah. the only way you actually know which ones are vegetarian and which aren't is by being a regular and knowing <laughs> that oh they always yeah. put in these four places. <laughs> they got forced to switch up their uh, their delivery yeah so you're right exactly <laughs> um because i got another one for you it's in okay. dylan montana mm, dylan it yeah it's called fiesta mexicana and it's in a school bus oh Ooh, that's, that's cool. awesome and it's a burrito joint basically tacos and burritos omnivore you know everybody can yeah. eat there but i said to the lady I said just vegetables she goes yeah no problem you beans rice the whole yeah. thing bang boom peppers and onions and I had a nice fat burrito Stuff full on a school bus, and they've been doing it for like twelve years That's in awesome. the school bus. <laughs> so it's not like a food truck, though. It's not like do you you eat on? They the don't move bus? it around. It's in one spot, but gotcha. it is in a school bus. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Actually, there was there was one like that um, uh, when I was going to college in Eastern Idaho, and it was a school bus. They turned into like a, a taco truck, <laughs> um, and like the back half of it, they turned into the actual taco truck. So you would go in buy it and then you would sit in they just turn the seats around so you would sit in the school bus to eat yeah uh eat your food it's pretty cool that's awesome <laughs> just turn around for this yeah uh, a, a table between them. um i recently had a omnivore friend come over for dinner and i made burritos um and whenever i make burritos i do like a meat substitute to substitute the the meat that you usually have in a burrito yeah. and i guess when he was serving himself he didn't see it um, cause he meant to grab it, but he didn't. And after we were, I was like, yeah, how was it? And he was like, oh, it was good. And I was like, what'd you think of the, um, like meat? I did like something different. And he's like, oh, I didn't even grab it. Oh, I, this, <laughs> I just had the, cause uh, you're a vegetarian. So I thought it was just a vegetable burrito. I was like, no, man, I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. deny you an actual burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Like just bean and cheese burritos exist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, but not really. <laughs> I got another one for you, not far from you guys, I think. It's oh. called Maywand Kebab, and it's um, near the airport. 
uh, in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. We okay. spent a lot of, I've had a couple trips down to Baltimore. You said it was Maywab? M A I W A N D. Maywab. And Maywab. they're, um, it's kebabs, but it's Afghani. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. That's so it's cool. kind of, the fun thing about Afghan food is it's like, Almost Turkish, but also a little Indian. There's this little <laughs> combo. So you can get kind of sag, but you can also get the kebab, you know, that kind of thing. And they had a whole on veg platter that nice. I got. I was flying out of Baltimore for something, and I had a hotel was right right next door. So I just went over and got this veg platter and ate it in my hotel room. Oh, I would I would be totally remiss if I didn't ask you about this um, because we have a, you know, vegan chef on. Yes. How how are you feeling? Uh, have you tried um, the replacement meat, like the Impossible Burger stuff? Yeah, yeah. How, how do you I've feel? I've tried about the it? Beyond, and actually, Beyond Burger. If you get a chance, check it out. They just came out with a study. They had an independent study done to see if you eat three hamburgers a week and you replace one of those hamburgers with a Beyond Burger, what is the impact in a year? And it, the impact of taking just one burger a week out and putting in the Beyond was like. Uh, 12 million cars. Wow. Oh, because of the <laughs> methane and stuff? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I've tried the Beyond Burger, which I really like. I've tried the Impossible Burger. It was okay. wasn't yeah. my favorite. We Beyond have the is my Impossible favorite, But also the Herbivorous Butcher in um, Minneapolis. Mm. They're a vegan butcher shop. And I interviewed the two of them. It's a brother and sister for my podcast and they're absolutely phenomenal and their burger is really good. That's awesome. I had it at a place in St. Paul called Jay Selby's and they're like a vegan fast casual mm. and the burger that they make is called the dirty secret and it's like a Big Mac and it was really good. Oh man, that got me. That got <laughs> yeah. me hungry. Now kind I'm hungry. Kind of and mushy and wonderful, you yeah. know, like we have the, the uh, should be. There's a place like three minutes from my house that serves the Impossible Burger. Um, and I mean, I liked it more than I would say, like probably 85% of like the black bean burgers. Burger. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, gosh. Yeah. Black bean burgers. Most vegetarians uh, don't like black bean burgers just because they've had it a thousand times and not <laughs> exactly. because of anything else. But the beyond burger I think is fantastic. And I gotta actually, try that. There's a place in Santa Cruz. Mm. This burger was a little different than, um, you know, the beyond and the op- impossible. One moment here. Let me pull this up. Here we go. Uh, yeah, the, oh, Lord, uh, I can't find it. Um. Anyway, their burger was kind of mushroom and grain-based. Oh, okay, yeah. So very umami flavor. Not burger-like, but for a veggie burger, it was the best veggie burger yeah, I've ever had. I've had, like, mushroom... Um, burgers before and the and the only thing that's really missing is like the texture of a burger right and that's, that's the where the grain problem. came in yeah oh okay oh yeah. interesting. the beyond burger and the beyond sausage i just had the beyond brats last night oh, and i I'm excited adore for that. them oh i'm so excited i can't the wait beyond for these to be in Italian grocery stores sausage. honestly ren if you were to be blindfolded and have a taste test i bet you you couldn't tell the difference between a beyond italian See, the, the only the only worry I have is the and, and that's where again connotation the connotation of lab grown. Um, that's my is, that's my only thing to get over. <laughs> it's a, it's a little different than that ma- lab grown meat you're thinking about, like where they're making steaks. In yeah, the, this is different. They're using pea protein, 
So they're doing that veggie burger thing. They're not like growing something new. They're just mixing things together. Okay. Yeah. See, and, yeah. I, and I, I've had, I like, had, I've had veggie burgers, and I actually don't. Like, that's the thing is, I don't mind veggie burgers. Yeah. My my thing with burgers, whether it's veggie or omnivore burger, <laughs> beef burger or turkey burger, is the toppings. Like I, oh, yeah. I, uh, I don't, I don't love the, you know, everybody like my wife. I don't know why, but she loves a McDonald's plain hamburger with Ugh. like the little onions no, and no, ketchup no, no. and mustard. I'm like, no, no. Um, I go. I, I always push to go to like Carl's Jr. or uh, Burger King because they load the onion and tomato and lettuce on your on your burger. And for yeah. me, it's like to really get a good burger, you got to have like your bun. Vegetables is the most percentage of your burger, <laughs> and then your burger. And to me, that adds the flavor, the crunch. Right. Oh man. Because fresh it's lettuce. It's got to be yeah. iceberg lettuce. I mean, right. I'm all about a little arugula and something. But if you're having like a nasty burger, you want iceberg lettuce. Right. Yeah, yeah. You need that like crunch. I, I, I like I've done romaine, but like yeah. arugula. I even said that right. You can't do that. like I've had that like at like a really like bistro. You know, burger, and I it's like blue, I, blue cheese arugula burger. Yes, yes, that's a different concept. Yes. Now I have two different kinds of burgers. When we're talking about beef burgers, mm-hmm. there is like the hand patty, which is the big thick one. You have to ask for it the way you like it. Medium yeah. rare, I think, is the best. But whatever. I agree. <laughs> but then there's also the griddle burger, and that's the one that's a flatter patty, mm-hmm. and you get that like crispy edge. Mm-hmm. They do it on a griddle, not on a grill. And those are more Midwest, I think. Sometimes yeah. you'll get tots on the side, which the first time I had that, mine blown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from back east, I'd never had tots on the side of a burger, and they were serious tots. Oh, I'm never... from Idaho. We we invented tots, so <laughs> oh. <laughs> never. But the griddle burger that I'm talking about, like I've lived in Kansas City for a while, and there's a place there called Town Topic, and they're open 24 hours a day, and they make the best griddle burger I've ever had. Ooh. It's just a nasty wonderful mm. burger so beyond meat makes a burger that's more like the hand the hand one yeah the, the hand mix but they also have one called the beast which is more like a grilled burger okay or like the burger that you'll buy frozen you know those stacks of burgers yeah. you meet beef burgers you buy frozen for yeah when you're having a a ton of people out for a cookout and you throw them frozen. And you don't really care about them, so you make cheap ones for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's what the the beast is most like. So that's the one I'll take when I know I'm going to a cookout because right. it it they'll have the toppings that go better with that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if I bring a black bean burger, no one's going to have something that goes well if they're having beef burgers. <laughs> right, you know? right. Well, and, and you have to have good barbecue sauce for a bean burger. I used to like <laughs> religiously watch um, uh, diners, drivers, and dives. Yep. Um, when it first came out and uh, I was younger and I would I'd watch it all the time and I remember there was one episode and I want to say it was like in like Rhode Island or Connecticut it was right there on the eastern coast there um, but it was this tiny little town and they made steam burgers and they had oh, like Oh that's in uh, it's in Massachusetts Massachusetts and that's where they say they invented the burger but keep going Yeah yes <laughs> yes that's the like one Rays or Rons or something yeah, like that Yeah and that's the one and it's a steam burger and they like have this proprietary like steam and that they little, don't, that old thing that that kind of twists. Yes, yeah. yeah, and and they and and I've I've always like I gotta I, I want to try one, but at the same time they like I think they put like a little bit of onion 
like grilled onion on it and that's it. And I'm like, no, a burger has to be, it's like having cheese pizza in <laughs> my it's opinion. Like, it, it, it's very similar to a white castle. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's just bigger. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. 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 So that. that's what I want to try out. But at the same time, like I, I'm, I'm like hoping if I show up there that I have the option to like load it up. No, <laughs> right. Don't. You don't. So that's no, that's going to no. be really hard for me. So, that's like going into a Brooklyn, like an old school Brooklyn pizza place and asking for pineapple on your slice. Oh, and he would. Too. And I would. He and I would. would. And I'm proud blast. to say that I would. Get on that. Get out of here. <laughs> it's like He's asking blast. for ketchup on your hot dog in Chicago. <laughs> there was a there's a there's a pizza place here in um, Broomfield, Colorado called Original New York Pizza. And they're from Brooklyn, and yeah. they are so rude. It's wonderful. And I was in there one time. My niece was eight at the time, and she asked for pineapple on her slice. And the lady was like, "We don't have pineapple," and I'm dying. I'm like, "Sorry, kid, no pineapple." <laughs> that's, oh man, that's hilarious. I, I told my wife last night we actually had cheese pizza for dinner. Yeah. And I I told her I said you know uh, we got married uh, just a little over a year and a half ago now or a year and a half ago, and uh, I told her I said you know I never ever purchased cheese pizza until I started dating you because her kids it's cheese pizza cheese pizza and like yeah growing up my you know my my mom is a caterer uh and done a couple of cookbooks herself and and things and uh uh, so we we learned to cook at a young age that kind of stuff we also learned like we didn't have options of I don't want this it was I'm sorry it's on the table you're eating it yeah, uh, and and with yeah. eight kids, you had to hurry because you couldn't yep. think about it. You had to do it, or oh, it's all gone. So <laughs> um, we didn't have the choices. So like pizza was ordered, and I got what I got, and that was it. You and now it's like you don't throw a fit. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's what we that's what we say to the kids for the most part. But man, this cheese pizza revolution that's been going on with these uh, younger kids. And well, actually, I, only, I think it's been pizza, going on for a long time. Cheese pizza is the original. Uh, I know. Oh well, that's yeah. true. But um. <laughs> Scientifically speaking, it is the most addictive food. It has the really? most pizza? active yeah. ingredients that are addictive to the human brain. Cheese. Chocolate is like right under <laughs> Cheese is number one. Yeah. Yeah. Cheese is number one. So two things. My mom was Italian. She made her own pizza. We grew up in a small town. There wasn't a pizza place nearby. Wow. We didn't eat pizza out. I think I remember one time that we ate pizza out until I went to college. And I went to college in Buffalo. So New York pizza is my thing. I love New York pizza. <laughs> I think Chicago makes a lasagna. That's not a pizza. Agreed. It's not. Agreed. It, I think they make a true pie in the fact yeah, that it's. Yeah. <laughs> After college, I worked for a Sicilian pizza place. And I really got into white pizza. Mm. Not the white pizza with the, the ricotta on it, with the rigat. Oh, yeah. Just I don't a, like that. A, a white with mozzarella, olive oil, and garlic. And I would often have anchovies on there too. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. And then they come out here to Colorado and there's nothing. They make <laughs> this pizza at a place called Bojo's where they pull the crust up so it's almost like a mountain, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then they give you honey to put on it. And I'm like, what is this? No, it's so rough. I, well, I heard when Peyton Manning came out to play for the Denver Broncos, he brought a lot of Papa John's with them. So I'm pretty sure there's one of those on every corner. <laughs> there, there are some, but there actually is a place in Longmont, Colorado here. A friend of mine runs it, and it's called Rosalie's. And their New York pizza is so legit because they actually went up and down the East Coast before they started the place to really learn about pizza and how it should be done. And it's super good. And then there's another place in Boulder called Basta, 
and he does a Neapolitan pie, which is different than a New York pie. And his is the best Neapolitan pie I've had. Mm. So, are, are you a fan of key lime pie? No, I don't. I don't really? like. I like more um, like chocolate cream, coconut cream, and banana cream pies. Okay. Okay. And I'm not. I'm actually not a huge fan of apple pie. It's so funny you guys did that. <laughs> so, so neither am I. Like, I actually, I love the flavor of apple pie. I don't like the um, the texture of the apples. Apple. Well, yeah. an apple pie is like. I, for some reason, it's that dessert that is like the largest spectrum possible because yeah. you can do apple pie awful or you yeah. can do it amazingly. Well, yeah. so the about three years ago, I had this discovery, uh, a shredded apple pie, and it is fantastic. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I'd, have to, I, I'd have to try it. Yes, you do. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's for me, it's a texture thing. So I'll eat apple pie, right. especially with like lots of ice cream, and it has to be hot. Can't eat a cold apple right, pie. No, but this this shredded apple pie, everything's cooked to it like the perfect because it's thinner um, to a perfect uh, consistency. That like, oh my goodness, oh, it is so now, good. How about apple pie and cheese? No, I. <laughs> yeah, well, have you ever tried it, or are you just saying no because you think you won't like? I it? I have tried it. I'm not a huge fan of American cheese, though, and that's usually. Oh no. no. It's not supposed to be American cheese. Oh, I've had an American I, cheese. That was disgusting. No, that's wrong. So yes. Whoever disgusting. did that was cruel to you. <laughs> You're supposed to have a nice, sharp cheddar because that balances with the sweetness of the apple pie. I could see See, cheddar. I've had apples and sharp cheddar cheese, like, but not the pie with that sharp cheddar cheese. Yeah, yeah so I, there is a saying, <laughs> my mother, oh, apple pie without the cheese is like a kiss without the squeeze. Oh, <laughs> I like that. So yeah, I like yeah, that. Awesome. <laughs> Cheddar, even if you want to go really crazy, a really sharp Gruyere is another good one. Okay. So you need that sharpness to balance the sweetness of the pie. A sharp cheese is the best. Have you ever had a, a sour cream lemon pie? I don't like the, the lemon flavor, like a lemon bar, all that. And I like lemon in my, you know, like my savory dishes, but not sweet. Mint, yeah. same thing. Ugh. Well, I the, the reason I brought the key lime pie was because uh, I was in uh, Denver uh, last uh, summer and, or I guess last spring, and uh, I stopped at a place in uh, uh, just outside of Denver. Um, but they had they did everything homemade. Uh, like the steak was better because it was it's just this hole in the wall type, you know, friendly. Do you remember joint. the name of it? I have, you know, I have the business card in my wallet, which I don't have okay. with me right now. So I will send it to you so you can see it. Um, I go go visit them. Um, but uh, you know, it was one of those places. I walked in, and the the husband wife owner are sitting there with their friends at the bar, and yeah. I was there for a late dinner at eight o'clock, so nobody else is really there. Um, but they, she makes her this fresh key lime pie with its her own recipe, and I had two pieces it was so good so good i was like i need one for my hotel so but uh but yeah yeah for your roommate you know? yeah for my roommate and that's called bed pie yeah you read that yeah. Bed as, you're, as you're watching right. the news at like 11 o'clock there's like a nightcap and then there's night pie it's always it's always funny to me so i i'll eat my food at any time of day as well um yep. and so uh, my wife always gets mad when, you know, I'll sneak the kids, you know, a piece of cake for breakfast because we had leftover cake or <laughs> uh, ice cream for breakfast or that kind of thing. And she always gets upset. And I'm like, okay, tell me what's different between a piece of cake and a, and a, a glazed donut. Like, come on. <laughs> or some of the cereals. Yeah. Too. Right. Well, those, both Amen. of those are better than most of the cereals that they have. So. No. 
you like me probably never got those fun sweet cereals when you were a kid. No, no. We had the the puffed rice in the bag. Yeah, remember the the gold oh, golden puffs. Oh, they yep. were so oh. nasty. My post. They were and, so and, nasty. And rice checks or wheat checks. We got the checks. L- lots of checks. A lot of rice oh. krispies that I would put like a couple spoonfuls of sugar on when my parents yep. weren't looking. No. Um, well, I- and then when we went camping, we got the little boxes. Yes. Um, oh, those were the best. And they had, you know, very special sweet ones. But my two older brothers always got those. We got stuck with like special K and raisin. Oh, special <laughs> K. <laughs> I know it's so funny when I was a kid I would be like Raisin Bran and now I'm like an adult and I'm like Raisin Bran <laughs> that's that's funny those boxes are hilarious because it's it's a family tradition uh you know we we'd have our stairs and then we have all our Christmas uh stockings hanging and oh because you couldn't do it over the fireplace because that would be too we many. didn't really have a fireplace we had a stove <laughs> that didn't have a like yeah place but so we put them on our stairs and uh which is right next to where our tree was anyway so oh, it worked perfect, out really perfect, well perfect. but uh we'd always you know get up that morning and you'd have your stocking and then there was all this stuff underneath the stockings that were like for the family sure. and so it was those boxes of cereals and it was literally <laughs> elbows are you fists telling me you to got... get the to get like i don't want the frosted yeah. mini wheats like <laughs> yeah. are you telling me that you got cereal for christmas Wow, we got oranges. <laughs> yeah, we got we got we always get a case of oranges as what? well. We had we had an orange in the bottom of our stocking always. Yeah, and we that really was an Italian thing. You didn't now. Wait, I have a question for you. Oh, yeah. Italian, half yeah. Italian. Feast of the Seven Fishes for Christmas Eve. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. It was uh, yeah. it was um, uh, pasta. It was seafood pasta. Yep. Well, we always, my mother did Frio Miso, which is basically she fried everything because there was usually 30 to 40 people coming over. Oh, yeah. So right, right. I got 40 first cousins and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I do on my Irish side. Yeah. Italian Irish Catholics, forget about right, it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's like 60 awesome. people I got to like include on these, uh, you know, family photo emails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I made like a, a group in my Gmail. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just like, here's everybody. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I'm sure. What, I mean, you know, what's funny is, is, you know, you guys are born. So, you know, not too far away from each other. I'm going to yeah. laugh when you guys are like third cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I, I, I doubt it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little tall. My family were all hobbits. Oh, uh, gotcha. gotcha. There's I'm, a part I'm of my like family. Like gigantor that. in my family, and I'm five five. Okay. Like, oh, wow. From four eleven to five one in the in the female side. No, I got I got a, a two cousins that are six eight and six seven. And yeah. No. No. We were at a a, f- a funeral for one you know, great grandmother or another. <laughs> um, and the funeral home was so old that he was hitting his head on the chandeliers in each room. I mean, like each room yeah. was the chandelier was like too low. <laughs> I was like, you, I, you were uh, not made for this. As <laughs> a kid, I always wanted to be uh, like six, eight mm. and six, 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 eight. And then my buddy who was six, 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 eight flying, Yes. Uh, yeah. Riding in a car for eight hours. Everything sucks. <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh, they, it's funny because they always have the, uh, there's that show that came out. Oh, I don't know if it's still out even, but it's a couple, a couple, probably 10 years ago now. Everything's flying by so fast. But it was like, it was a show about little people and how like their world is, everything's bigger, too big for them. They have one about tall people too. Do they have one now about, because they need, they need one to have That's about inclusive. tall people. That's nice. Because, because uh, <laughs> man. Being they have tall, to put up with all these jokes. Not any easier, right? Uh, do you know, I mean, who, do you oh, know who the mountain is from Game of Thrones? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> that Six guy's foot big. nine, right? Yeah. Oh, Four hundred pounds. What? 
I had a huge crush back in the days to watch the Strongest Man competition. Oh, yeah. Chief Iron Bear I, Collins? What's that? Chief Iron Bear Collins? No, no. I had a crush on Magnus Bear Magnus. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Magnus Bear, man. Anyway, I saw that Magnus Bear was this guy's coach. And so I started following Half Thor, who is the mountain from Game of Thrones. And he posted this picture a few years back where he was on a plane in the bathroom and he took a picture of himself like you know crunched in there and he and he was on icelandic air and they tweeted back hey we usually fly over mountains not carry them (laughs) that's hilarious that's awesome (laughs) that's the only way you can respond to that like all right i i get that you're uncomfortable but come on bro you're 400 pounds seriously you're two people all right we didn't make these for two people (laughs) that's crazy yeah that I there there's a famous basketball player. Uh, he's on Space Jam. Um, oh yeah, and Sean Bradley, and he's famous because you're talking about like Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, like, yeah, he was on that too. I mean, I know but, I'm not a big sports guy, I but I know who Michael I didn't Jordan. say I did not say why he was famous. He was famous because he was always on like dunk posters. Oh, because he's seven seven slow, you know, and so sitting there. And yeah, and it was like, okay, I'm going to dunk on him. Yeah. But um, they did a, like a documentary on him and like even like doing commercial, like uh, doing flights with the team on the team plane, like he never had a comfortable deal oh, uh, f- going and anywhere. hotels too yeah. for tall people. Right. How do you, how, you have to buy a custom bed, I assume at that height. I, I don't I mean, know. You, I always luck out. I guess. Yeah, that's tall. I mean, that's freaking it's tall. Super tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always luck out when I go to hotels. I always get put in the handicap uh, handicap room, so my bathroom's bigger. Oh, very nice. And I always like. I don't request it or anything. I'm always like, you know what? I'm they just see you out. coming. Yeah, they're like, oh, he's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's right. gonna break our bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> that joke. No. But, uh, <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, but uh, well, so you named off the places you haven't been to. Uh, do you have any plans to... Yeah, what's the bucket list? Yeah, like? what, what's the next, the oh, yeah, next place absolutely. you're going? So I have a book coming out about my travels around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Clark Wanders the World. <laughs> and uh, I definitely want to hit some those states probably in the spring that I haven't gotten to. I may hold off on Maine for a little bit, but, um, but down to Oklahoma in that area. And then I, I have to get to South America. I didn't do that in my trip around the world because uh, it's so close. Yeah. I wanted to, when I, sure. basically in 2015, I sold everything I had and traveled the world for a year. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, I hit 19 countries in like 340 days and just, you know, mind-blowing. And that's why I wrote the book. And that's why I started my podcast, Something About Food, because because I wanted to keep the food conversation going and show how we're all connected by food. And South America is one I want to hit because I speak enough kitchen Spanish that I think I'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but also it's, it's so diverse in so many ways that I need to spend some time there. Brazil, like Brazil's really interesting with their, their food palette because sure. it's so European inspired uh, and Spanish inspired. It's right. just the, the fusion before fusion was a word. Yeah. Their food was basically a bunch of fusion. Um, well, the other one is Argentina, huge mm. Italian um, uh, population in Argentina. Oh, I didn't Peru. Know the president of Peru a few years back was Japanese. <laughs> they are a melting pot. Oh yeah, a major huh. melting pot. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's insane. Uh, yeah. So yeah. my my sister in law is Mexican, and she. So she uh, 
was working uh, when my her, my brother first got married. Um, they were working at a hospital, and she uh, was an interpreter as uh, for part of her job. Oh, sure. And so, um, and she's like, you know, really quiet. So she's not really like super outgoing. She's just very kind of reserved, quiet. And she gets called to uh, a floor um, and says, "Hey, you know, room three hundred two needs translation." And so she goes in. And she opens the door, and it was an Asian family. <laughs> and she was told that they was uh, Peruvians and that they needed Spanish. And so she looked, and she was like, uh, so she said, sorry, sorry. And so she shut the door. She went back and said, I got called to 302 for a Spanish translation. They're like, yeah. And she's like, but they're Asian. And because she didn't know. I know. But, right? like, but yeah, it's funny because. Then, like, those situations are always so funny because you know there's a moment when she realizes like, oh, I'm the wrong one here. Like, yeah. I, I had the wrong <laughs> well, idea. She wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong. Like, well, it's, right. I mean, it, like you said, you didn't know. Right. She, but, yeah. like, but, like, it, she, I'm assuming, like, you know, and I, I hope this isn't, like, where I'm assuming <laughs> some malice, but yeah. she was like, oh, man, this hospital staff is sending me to the wrong room. Like, no, she just thought right. she got yeah. to the wrong, yeah, like, yeah. oh, what room am I supposed to go to? And then it's, it's like, just <laughs> not something you think about. Well, yeah. yeah Asians like, in Peru. Yeah. yeah. Well, and she grew up in Fresno, you know, so she yeah. had, you know, her community and, like, that, like, she because so in California, like they have, there's communities of uh, just like um, uh, Asian communities and, sure. and Mexican communities, and so like that wasn't something she was used to seeing. Like, and, and when was the last time you saw an, an Asian person speaking only Spanish? They don't speak anything but Spanish. Yeah, like it's just not something you think. One of my favorite things too is when people don't realize you speak the language. Oh yeah. <laughs> And they're saying stuff about you. And yes. Like, oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're swearing at each other. <laughs> I was walking down a street in Telluride, Colorado, and there's a couple of guys working construction. And I speak really bad kitchen Spanish, which means a lot of swearing. And I hear them swearing at each other, and I just start cracking up. And they look over like, oh. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that, that's, that's super. I had a friend who uh, spent some time in Russia, and he actually spoke Russian. And yeah. we were the same type of thing, and they're talking Russian, and he all of a sudden, like, they're talking about us. So he said, start talking back to them in Russian, and they they were like pink red yeah. of oh, embarrassment, yeah. like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought? In- I know, right? Because I mean, in a lot of situations, they're like, they're speaking their own language. Yeah. Like, there's nobody yeah. in 100 miles who speaks their language. <laughs> yeah. And then who's, randomly. Who's going to understand what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Randomly, yeah. you get a tourist coming through, and you're like, oh, you know, I like their pants, and, you know, see, eh, see, I don't like their haircut. And then they look at you, and you're like, oh. <laughs> see, my problem is I am not lingual at all. I mean, I, I can barely speak English. And I always like catch myself. I'm, you know, somebody calls me and, and, and starts talking to me and they have any kind of an accent. I like find myself using that accent. Oh, just picking it up. Yeah. And like when somebody from Texas calling me with a little bit country, you know, I, I also get a little country in my twang. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what, where'd that come, where from? That come from? Yeah. 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 Right. You're, you're just trying to make them feel more. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. So right. it's just kind of funny, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was yeah. uh, tough for me as a kid to break the, um, the New Yorker accent because I didn't have it like really strong or anything. I could imagine you with one, right? Well, upstate New York is very specific. It's very and like like, Buffalo, Hamburg, right? Right. right. And my dad was from uh, Long Island, so he had a really like really bad New York. And so like it wasn't like an accent to me. It was just I was saying everything wrong. Like so it'd be like like what's coffee? 
<laughs> like yeah don't you mean coffee like coffee, coffee. <laughs> like, or tomorrow yeah. d- when i i remember being six years old and spelling tomorrow with an a at the end yeah like, <laughs> tomorrow tomorrow <laughs> yeah. i'll see you tomorrow I, I spent two months in turkey when i was traveling and i loved it and learned very little of the language but one of my favorite things is when you say good morning in turkish you say good night and <laughs> oh, that's so weird. <laughs> yeah. But then there's words that pop up in Turkish. Um, Turkish has been called one of the weirdest languages. They haven't figured out where it all comes from. But there's words that pop up and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, paneer is cheese. Hmm. Chai tea. Okay. Right? Oh. Sure. So those are Indian. So, so when you but say then, chai tea, it's actually tea tea is what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. For them. But then the other one that I really liked was I saw a sign and I was trying to figure out what it was for. And it was K-O-Y-F-U-R. K-O-Y-F-U-R. Koifer? Koifer? Koifer. It was for uh, a hairdresser. Oh, really? <laughs> Koifer. Yeah, Koifer. So you know, so like French. And I was like, wait a minute, Turkey. You're just taking things from whoever you want. Right, right. Making that's them your hilarious. own. That's what... It- that's what English, like American English, feels like sometimes. Where it's like every once in a while, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's an like that's an English word," and they're like, "No, no, 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 you took that from us." Yeah, right. <laughs> that's our word. Man. Or like the random rules we get because of like we tried to mix French and British and German, and they have the weirdest yeah. rules independently. And I feel I feel so bad for people from other countries who are trying to. Oh, and we have so much slang and so many different. And the rules like, change literally every year, all the time. Yeah. I interviewed a woman the other day who is from uh, the South Sudan, and 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 I said, you know, anything that you know, she's like, yup. I didn't know what yup was. I knew <laughs> yes. But what was yup? <laughs> when, when I was in high school, um, I worked at a hotel, and. Uh, there was there was one of the guys I worked with. Uh, he was from um, uh, Cuba. He's Cuban, and uh, he didn't speak great English, and it was very you know chopped up and everything. And we uh, they kept getting um, uh, complaints from guests that he was cussing and dropping f bombs, <laughs> and uh, and so he got called in like, hey, Antonio, you can't you can't be using the f word and he's like why not why can't i why, why can't i and and uh <laughs> they're, they're telling him like because it's, it's not a good word and it turned out after they were talking to him about it and trying to you know train him it turned out that he was learning english by watching hbo <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so they do that a lot yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh so everybody like died laughing and and we always give him a hard time about it but yeah no like i my my sister is uh, a school uh, elementary school principal, and she's like the smartest in the family. And so we always go to her to like look at papers and stuff. And I I, I would use her all the time uh, for resumes or p- things I was writing. Like, hey, can you proof this? Mm-hmm. And, and like came back, and it used to be like you would say oranges, comma peaches and tomatoes oh yeah and then all of a sudden she went and put apostrophes and like and she's like yeah it used to be that back in the 90s and then it came back to this and now it's going back to putting the comma you know peaches comma oranges comma and tomatoes yeah the oxford yeah so i had to learn that and so i i think i'm just getting that down so i'm just waiting for it to change (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no grammar you're 
killing us. Yeah, seriously. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so one of the cool things, uh, you know, for our listeners, I appreciate you coming on and talking to us yeah. about food. Uh, my favorite topic. I know. Yeah. When it comes to travel. Um, I think it's really important. And it's really cool that you, as a chef, go out and see all these different things. I think it's important for people to go. And uh, when, when I go and travel uh, and I, I, I get to a small town, every small town has McDonald's, but they have 10 places that are hole in the walls that just have different cooking. And, right. um, you know, it, it's, it, may t- it may take a few more minutes to go to those other places, yeah. but your experience is going to be so more personal, so much more personal. And the flavor is going to be so much it, better than it, going to a McDonald's or a taco. It, it, exactly. Right. And so it's so good. So I, I, I encourage people to do that. One of the things uh, with, with Chris is, so you check out her podcast, um, something about food. And also go to her website um, and somethingaboutfood.com, correct? Yes. And uh, you can go and she actually has uh, places to eat and places that in her travels that yeah. she's been. Um, and I believe that mushroom burger, because I was reading up and I saw that, that mushroom yeah. burger you're talking about in Santa Cruz is in that. And you can see, and um, do you, I'm guessing you take all those pictures yourself. Oh yeah, food I just photography. Use my phone and take snap pictures as I go. You, you do a very good job. Food, to, food photography is very hard, um, <laughs> and but and man, yet everybody tries. Exactly, and so <laughs> I really appreciate good food photography. So um, great food photography on her on her website. Check it out. Uh, again, yeah. thanks, Chris, for coming on. Yeah, uh, talking about food. We'll have to uh, hit you up again and, yeah. and see where your travels and are. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any shout outs you you want to do? Uh, well, we we just put up a new episode um, on Tuesday uh, called Shell Yes. Yes. And I interviewed <laughs> Peter Stein from Pico Oysters off the Long Island Sound. Oyster oh, farming. Yeah. Nice. And uh, it's not just that he's growing oysters, but his oysters help to clean the water, which is absolutely amazing. That's, yeah, awesome. that's awesome. That's super awesome. Oyster farming. That's always funny. I know, right? (laughs) I know. I know. But that's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. When they don't move, it's farming, right? (laughs) Well, then you almost, she almost just got me going off oyster crackers. I try to figure out, like, are these, do they have oyster juice in them or something? Do you get, you know, talking about oyster crackers? Yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But uh, I don't think they have any. I'm trying to figure out why they they call oyster. They have no oyster in them. I think they go well with oyster. No oyster was harmed in the making of that cracker. Okay. (laughs) No oyster. I always put them in my soups. So, yeah. I think it just goes good with oyster soup or, oyster like flavor yeah so. oyster okay. chowder like yeah. chowder. Yeah. chowder chowder chowder, chowder. chowder. <laughs> yeah awesome yeah, yeah turns check- out there's er's at the end of all these right words. <laughs> <laughs> well check out that episode i i uh, listen to that episode it's a great episode really interesting um information um about what he does uh but yeah thank you again for coming on yeah uh, thanks for having me this let has us been know if there's anything we can yeah. do for you so thanks again That was a fun interview with uh, yeah. Chris Clark. I really enjoyed that one. Yes. Uh, well, food. I can talk food for a long time. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I think feel like every day we talk about food. A lot, you know, get here to in the morning, yeah. start doing some stuff, and it's immediately talking about food, right? Yep. Like, yep. What's what for are we lunch? for lunch? Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, thank goodness for gifts. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, you're, you're an expert. Is it GIF or JIF? It's GIF, right? It's GIF. Okay. Um, but GIF is peanut butter. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's a it's an age old debate. Um, and if you're talking about technicality, it's technically short for graphic um, interface format. So it's supposed to be, I guess, called 
like Jif, like like peanut butter, like if you G I F, but no, <laughs> it just GIF. doesn't sound right. Because even graphic is a gra, not a Jeffrey with a G. Right, right. The whole thing doesn't. Yeah, make a lot so of it's GIF. I mean, yeah. when you try to take a a full like name and then boil it down to a couple of letters and then still try to pronounce it, you're yeah. gonna have weird things. Yeah, and not all of them are gonna be like scuba, which is very easy. Exactly. Well, speaking of easy, yeah, segue right into Solicity cloud.com yes the easiest of all website development companies yes you're basically gonna tell them hey man i got a website or i don't have a website and i need one and they're gonna get exactly what you need they did it for us exactly they evaluated ours yeah found out where we were lacking yes um and we have this awesome um um, optimized site yes uh gets everything across that we want to and even enhances and helps us to grow our community so they helped us with all sorts of stuff i mean seo uh, designing the page, what what the CTA, you know, call to action on the site is supposed to be. And they're going to be able to help you with, with getting the most customers and the most um, uh, conversion rate, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, conversion rate. Um, they're going to get the best conversion rate for you and your business. Yeah, and the nice thing is, is they do most of that for you. So yeah. um, they, they get... the hood. Yeah, and so it's just a nice... I'd be able to talk to somebody... Um, you know, about what I want and right. them going, yeah, we'll get it done. Yeah. So and you don't have um, to play like 20 questions on what they mean with like, uh, <laughs> some kind of it dictionary next to you. <laughs> exactly. Well, the nice thing is, uh, through gontrippinpodcast.com, when you go there to check it out and see what they've done for us and also to listen to our, you know, episodes yeah. and read the beautiful posts. Yes. Um, make sure you stop and look on the side, yeah. uh, the sidebar. We have a solicity cloud link. Uh, you click that coupon link, yeah. and it'll take you to a landing page where you'll save $100. Yeah. Save $100 off your uh, website design. So Yeah, tell them Gone Trippin' sent you. Yes. And they will hook you up. Yep. So check it out, gontrippinpodcast.com. Check out solicitycloud.com. Yeah. So what was yeah. your favorite? Like, obviously, your favorite thing was talking, you know. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. Is the not different only, kinds of uh, sustainable meats. Yes. Not only getting somebody on the podcast that, uh, you know, is is not of the omnivore. Yeah. Omnis, as we like to call you people. Um, spectrum. Uh, it was nice talking to somebody else who, you know. It, nice not being outnumbered. Yeah, right. Exactly. I was outnumbered this time. Yeah. So. 100%. I was yeah. super happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was also really great to just talk to somebody who knows, like, cooking. Oh, because yeah. Because that was really helpful i mean yeah to, to cooking vegetarian can be difficult sometimes you're yeah. a lot more limited so getting those kind of like flavors you know blts don't really taste the same if you don't have bacon exactly exactly <laughs> so is like the key to the blt right right, right. so you gotta get creative on how for you get some your people. taste yeah for some people <laughs> yeah i'm not a huge lettuce and tomato sandwich guy i am so <laughs> lettuce and tomato that's I can it totally do lettuce tomato do you do anything i can do lettuce tomato? tomato and then like one piece of bacon Right. And yeah, it'd be fine. Wow. Like, a lot of times, because, you know, you put it on there and you take a bite of it, the bacon pulls out. Oh, yeah. I hate so I that. just eat the whole bacon. I can eat that sandwich still. Wow. I like veggies, I'm telling you. Yeah, you're stronger than me about that kind of stuff. I Yeah, so. There's some kind, there's some taste that I only like in combination with other tastes. Oh, yeah. And that's hard. Yeah, it's like cucumbers. I don't like cucumbers like plain, mm-hmm. but if it's like a hummus wrap, you know, and everything else is, it's like lettuce, spinach, you know, everything else is real like mushy. Yeah. I like cucumber because then it's like that crunch that you're looking for. Oh, for sure. But I only like cucumber in that kind of situation. So it's like a whenever, picky, and, and, and whenever it comes to like a sandwich or a hamburger type, yeah. I have to have that crunch on there. 
So even like if I make a ham ham and cheese sandwich, I can't eat it unless I have like cucumber. I'll slice sure. cucumber and put that on there, or some nice romaine lettuce. It's got yeah. a nice crunch to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of funny because my wife always takes the the vein part kind of out and takes the leafy part out. That's what she'll put on, and she kind oh, of to like, get the extra. She kind crunch. of she crunch. Well, no, because I get the extra crunch. She oh, only, she takes it out. I yeah, see. she doesn't really use it. And I'm always like, no, 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 no. Yeah, hold on. That's but, the good part. Uh, the rest of it is just leaves. Yeah, yeah. No, I when it comes to like that green onions, oh, she'll yeah. cut off the the top end that's not as that's flimsier mm-hmm. and use the crunchy part. I'm like, no, no, the whole thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah. Vegetables are so good. But um, speaking of vegetables, oh yeah. Well, I guess these are vegetables. Do you like pumpkin pie? Yeah. So it's pumpkin pie season starting. Oh sure. And I'm getting excited because yeah. my neighbor. Um, makes you mean? Are you talking about pumpkin spice pie? Or are you talking about pumpkin pie? I'm talking about pumpkin pie. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Everything's pumpkin. I walked into I walked into spice. the local grocery store here in in Waynesboro, PA, yeah. uh, Martins, and when you walk in, they have like this giant little square. Oh yeah, that's all spice, all pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice uh, donuts, pumpkin spice pancake mix. Pumpkin spice maple syrup. Wow. Everything uh, pumpkin spice lattes. Like everything they have pumpkin spice. It's uh they, they had pumpkin spice, um, frosted flakes and like what? three different cereals that had pumpkin spice. Wow. I'm like, come that on. Disgusting. You're killing me. But I do like pumpkin pie and my neighbor lady pumpkin pie. My neighbor lady uh makes it from scratch. That's so crazy. she actually gets the the pumpkin and she uses um a uh oh goodness, uh Another kind of like a squash oh, oh, to make sure, a pumpkin sure, pie, sure. but it is seriously like we had it this weekend, oh. and it was so mind blowing good. When I was a kid, every year before Halloween, like a week or so before, now nah, probably like three days, I might be misremembering since I was a kid. Days were so much longer oh, back yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> um, a few days before Halloween, we would always carve pumpkins. You know, every we would get at least one. Some years we'd even get two, um, and we would carve them up, and then my mom would use the stuff and make pumpkin pie. Yeah. Except that's not actually true. That's what I thought this whole time. Turns out my She's mom out was getting pumpkin pie from a store oh, and just serving that. So like she after. wasn't even doing it out of a can. Right. She no, was, she was not making it at all. Cause I mean like I never caught my mom baking pumpkin pie. Yeah. So where was it coming from? I didn't even question it at the see, time. <laughs> see my mom always made it out of a can cause she'd make like a hundred pies. Sure. And so well, she, yeah, she, kids, she had to. Yeah. So she would use Libby's. Oh, okay. Which is a brand of canned pumpkin pie. And it was really good. And I could never, I could never eat anybody else's pumpkin pie. Like my mom was the only one I could eat. Wow. And uh, one year I was off at college and she had called me and was like, hey, I wasn't going home for Thanksgiving. I was just kind of chilling. And so uh, she goes, hey, go to Albertsons. They have a really good deal right now. And if you bought one Sarah Lee pumpkin pie, then you got two um, things of vanilla ice cream for wow. free. Oh, nice. Good combo. Yeah, so it was like a $9 Sara Lee pie in the freezer section. And dude, it was disgusting. Like, I, <laughs> like, literally. I, that is not where I was expecting yeah, that story to go. That's no, awesome. Like, yeah, like, so store out <laughs> pumpkin pie is just not, besides Costco, the Costco pumpkin pie that you can get, it's like a giant right. for $5.99. Right. I'll eat the crud out of those things. But like, <laughs> the store bought, freezer section or even the bakery section i won't buy any of those um because i've I, everyone bought them I'm just like been disappointed hmm. um and I, i'd never had an actual pumpkin pie like from scratch yeah and so How yeah does that she, compare? oh my goodness it's it tastes like my mom's pumpkin pie but 
you can tell that it's mm. you know fresh right right, right. and oh it's so good that's awesome. so good so i'm excited for this time of year we got uh, we're up in yeah. apple apple country yeah right. 70 like 75 percent of the applesauce in the country is made in the county i live in are you serious i yeah, didn't know that you're mott's oh right yeah mott's farms is just oh. like six miles from my house and then musclemans Wow. Yeah. Wow. So That's a lot of applesauce. You guys it, like applesauce? It, oh, we love applesauce. Um, but uh, right now you can go and like buy just huge giant half bushels of apples for like seven bucks. Wow. That's so, insane. So, which we just, people are telling us about. So we're going uh, next week or two here and uh, going to go load up and we might try to make our own applesauce. Yeah. I think that's so, a great going into fall activity. Yeah. Some kind of uh, fruit picking. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. So I'm, I'm excited. Apple. I don't, we're actually having an apple um, pie cook off. Ooh. So you'll have to come check that out. Yeah. Definitely. Ashley will. and I. I definitely and like so apple pie. Kids are excited. Um, Ashley has her apple pie. That's pretty good. I've had it before. But I don't like the texture of chunked apples the chunked apples right yeah we've talked about this you like the shredded so i i tried the shredded apple pie yeah. one time and it blew my mind so i made it once before and it was just so good so nice. good so i'm gonna try it again here oh so you guys are going head to head we're going head to head oh yeah. man are you yeah. guys getting two different kitchens because that's what you need no we'll probably <laughs> probably work in the same kitchen at the so, same time at the same time no 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 no, no. you guys can't we be... love each other we can make it work no you guys are going to sabotage yes. each other no not at all. <laughs> we would not do that to each other <laughs> see what kind of relationship you're in <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking about you two oh, you guys yeah. are very competitive oh not at all she wins every time <laughs> Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound not competitive. I know. <laughs> That's just me, you know, making sure I get my lovings on my own. Right, so right. She wins every time. Hey, you're gonna win. You're, <laughs> you're gonna get two apple pies. Exactly, right? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> no, but well, we got to thank Chris for coming on. Yeah, that and was awesome. uh, check out her podcast. Definitely, uh, something about food podcast. And she uh, knows her stuff. Yeah, she gets to talk to a lot of different guests in the food industry. So check her out. And uh, thank you for coming and listening to us. Yeah. Ramble on about <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And uh, we look forward to bringing you another one. So yeah. thank you for episode 35. Yeah. Tune in next week. Peace be the journey. Con tripping my wagon near and I. Con tripping reading the road signs. Gone tripping one playlist at a time. Gone tripping odometers ticking my mountain Rebel sipping. I'm a road warrior on a mission. You won't find me just sitting home wishing. Cause I, I, I am gone. Tr-